Welcome to the Faith First Advisor podcast, where host and financial advisor Eric Schrum helps Christians align their faith with their finances. To explore more about everything it means to be a steward with the God has given you, visit thefaithfirstadvisor.com. If you would like to explore working with Eric to align your money and investments with your faith, visit shrumpw.com slash faith. That's S-C-H-R-U-M-P-W dot com slash faith. Welcome to the Faith First Advisor podcast. I'm your host, Eric Shrum, and today we have a guest joining us, Adam Hall. Now, I'm going to need to take a deep breath before I introduce Adam and his accomplishments because there's a long list. Adam is currently the associate head wrestling coach at North Carolina State University, where he has coached an NCAA national champion, 14 NCAA All-Americans, led the Wolfpack to an undefeated regular season this past year, and many more accomplishments we just don't have the time to read at this moment. Prior to NC State, Adam was a wrestler at Boise State University, where he was Pac-10 Scholar Athlete of the Year, three-time National Wrestling Coaches All-American Academic Team, two-time Pac-10 Champion, and a two-time NCAA Division I All-American. Adam then went on to place fifth at the Olympic trials, was a place winner at the U.S. Senior Open, a university national champion, and a world team member. Adam then continued his high performance, receiving a Master's of Science in Sports Management from Ivy League Columbia University, and moved on to be the assistant wrestling coach at Columbia, where Adam coached one NCAA All-American and 14 NCAA qualifiers. If that's not enough, Adam is an Eagle Scout to boot. Adam, Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, it's great to have you. And our mission, as our listeners know, at the Faith First Advisor podcast and really Shrum Private Wealth Management is to help people be great stewards of what they've been given. And your life and accomplishments at such a high level, I think, embodies many of the principles that it takes to be a good steward of one's finances and and really their time and talents. So today... We're really going to dig in and understand your journey to where you are now. So our listeners will be able to glean those lessons from your life to apply to their own areas of their faith, their finances, and where God is leading them. So to get started, tell us just a little bit about um, where you grew up and and what life was like in the whole household in the beginning. Yeah, I'm I'm originally from Barnes Ferry, Idaho, which is the northernmost town in in Idaho, about 30 minutes from the Canadian border. Um, Rural town, pretty small, less than 10,000 residents. Mm. Um, You know, life is pretty simple. There's a lot to do outdoors and there's a lot of farming, um, pretty tight knit community. Uh, So, you know, I spent a lot of time outdoors and and there was a lot of places to do that. So pretty, pretty grateful (laughs) for that. I have one older brother and uh, my, my dad was the, the local veterinarian or is still is the local veterinarian. Um, So, and he's from my hometown as well. So we knew a lot of people and, and uh, just, you know, it was a great, like I said, a great community to, to grow up in. Yeah. And, and what was finances like growing up in, in kind of a more rural Idaho town? Yeah, it's, it's varied. Um, it's a, it's a blue collar town for sure. And, and I think there's a, a, a hardworking element to the, 
the, the vibe of the town. Like people, um, love their freedom. They, but you know, they, they work hard and, and they support each other. And there's, there's, you know, varying throughout the com- community in terms of, of, uh, income levels. But like right. I said, I think everybody is, is pretty simple and down home and, and you, you feel, you have that community feel. And, um, I, I will say finances growing up, according to my parents were tight because my dad was, had just purchased the, the practice mm. that he, that he owns now. Um, and then, you know, both my parents, well, my parents met in, in grad school. My mom was getting her master's. My dad was in vet school. And so, mm. you know, they had loans and just various yeah. things and they did it. They, they did it the right way where they focused on paying down their debt and right. living very simply in hopes of down the road that they'd be able to live a, a more comfortable lifestyle. Yeah, that's cool. So an entrepreneurial journey kind of in the household. Um, were finances discussed a lot or was it, you know, parents kind of managed the finances on their own end and didn't bring that up too much as as kids? They didn't bring it up until we were more understanding of the, the value of money and, yeah. and, and whatnot. And we had allowances, my brother and I, my brother's very bright. In fact, uh, you know, he has a degree in accounting and economics and is now a, a controller for a, a big company. Um, and so he, his understanding of numbers uh, came at a very early age. So I imagine <laughs> they were talking about it around me yeah, because uh, he's yeah. three years older than me. Okay. Um, but I definitely understood what was going on and, and that kind of leads us into the wrestling side. Yeah. And, um, I was, I was really fortunate to be able to travel different places and, and I was afforded a lot of opportunities because my parents were smart with their money and, and, you know, it helped me have opportunities to grow in the sport because wrestling isn't that big in the state. It's not like the state of Pennsylvania or, right. you know, Ohio or New Jersey, some of these places that wrestling's a little bit more, um, you know, relevant in the state. And I think that it was a big factor in my growth in the sport. Mm. So how would, how did you get into wrestling to start? My, uh, my dad was actually my high school's first state champion. Really? And he wrestled a couple years in, in college, but he never told once he, he was done wrestling in college and, continued on to, to grad school, to vet school. He never mentioned it to my mom that he ever wrestled, that he just uh-huh. kind of put that pat, like that part of his life behind him. And my mom actually didn't know what the sport was and found out uh, about it by finding a box of trophies in my grandma's basement. And that's like, <laughs> what, what's this? You know? So he kind of talked about it. My brother actually uh, brought home a flyer from the local club and long story short, uh, after a few years, my mom was the president of the club and running everything. Wow. And, you know, and I was running around. I started wrestling at five. My brother started yeah. probably when he was like six or seven. I don't know. Right. Man, so. that's cool. Every wrestler I've known, I've known a few, is obsessive with wrestling. It's a very committed sport once you get into it. And that's surprising. No bragging from dad on, on the accomplishments. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty humble guy, and and it it surprises me that he didn't actually talk about that part of his life, and <laughs> just the fact that he was a high school's first state champion. Yeah, but um, I don't know if he just thought it just wasn't really that relevant. 
Yeah. But um, it was just kind of interesting how it all came about. Wow. And so at what point, I mean, there's tons of wrestlers in the United States and, and we'll get into this, but you became an elite wrestler. I mean, the top of, of the, the pinnacle, how, at what point did you say, okay, I can be good at this. I, I know I have some talent here or the hard work put in. Yeah, I think it was maybe the, probably the second time my mom took me to kids nationals. The first time I, I went, I, I lost in, I think the round of place. Mm-hmm. And then I think that maybe the next year I finished third at kids nationals. And, um, you know, I didn't really, I don't know. I just, I, w- I wanted to win, you know, we go to the state tournament, my goal is to, to win and, yeah. and go to these regional tournaments, same thing. And I don't think there was really a, a, a pressure or a mindset like, you have to win. I wanted to right. win, you yeah. know, and yeah. my mom just, uh, you know, like I said, gave me the opportunities to, to go to these places. Uh, she took me all over the place and um, yeah, it was just, it was kind of just a natural process and it wasn't in really until high school and uh, um, our national team coach who eventually became my, my college coach or mm. was my college coach um, coached me in the spring and summer and a lot of other top talent in the, the state was coached by um, this guy. And, you know, just eventually sophomore, junior year, high school, I had kind of a breakthrough at, at the national tournament in the summer that allowed me to get recruited by uh, a bunch of schools. And at that point I knew I was, I was, I was somewhere. Yeah. You know. And was it always Boise state knowing, you know, just being an Idaho kid and, no. And in fact, uh, I didn't really have any idea of why, you know, I was pretty open in the process. I was looking kind of all over the country. When it came down to it, I, I really respected the amount of time that Chris, his name's Chris Owens, mm-hmm. um, the amount of time that he put into, uh, my career growing up. Um, my, my hometown coach was, has always been there for me, Conrad mm-hmm. Garner. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris helped elevate my game and, and just, see what's in front of me in terms of the next levels. And, and I know several of my, my future teammates and, and guys who end up wrestling at other programs, division one and coming from the state can attest that he was a big part of their development. Mm. And for me, it was just like, you know, if he, he got me to this point, how far can he, can he take me, you know, at the next level? And um, I passed up some, some pretty good opportunities to stay in state. And after that point, I think it got the ball rolling. I think, a lot of people started to get excited about Boise state wrestling. And right. um, I think it was, you know, a, a tipping point because a lot of the top talent was leaving the state because um, Boise was the only division one option. Right. So, right. Um, you know, it just showed that we wanted to keep talent home. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's interesting. You talk about mentorship and how big of a role that came into your life with wrestling and your success. And it's the same with finances, right? I mean, having parents like you had who set a good example and who could, uh, you know, teach you the principles of wise financial management or a good advisor in your life or a good friend or, or sibling, because there's so many people out there who, where money is, is kind of a, a foreign topic. And especially the investing side, and I think those parallels are, are really interesting to to take out that mentorship with the wrestling. And I I want to transition into your time at Boise State because that's really when you started becoming an elite athlete, right? But tell us a little bit about 
your faith. We know that's important to you. Was that something that was uh, part of your family growing up or something you grew into and um, came into later in life? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was both to, to answer your question. Um, I grew up in the church. We were raised in a, a Lutheran church. Um, and then going to college, you know, I, I think it was more of, uh, it took me a year or two to really figure out like a personal relationship with God, as opposed to like, I just know about, you know, Jesus Christ and, and, and God and everything that I've been blessed with. But in terms of like actually having a, a personal relationship, um, that was developed more, more in college. And, Mm. um, you know, I, I remember getting invited to a, uh, a young adult, uh, or a college age service from a a friend who was on the football team and went and there were probably, uh, 15, 20 people. Right. And it was, it was small starting out and in a matter of a year and it was in the basement of, I think the religious studies building, Okay. And by the, you know, a year later it had grown to, you know, close to a hundred people where people were sitting on the counter in the back, back kitchen and sitting on the steps leading down to the basement. (laughs) It was just like packed, you know, cause, um, I think, you know, the, the youth or the young adult pastor, he was, he was pretty incredible, um, in terms of just relating to the college age. Yeah. Um, group and mm. he was in, in a lot of ways convicting and 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 at the same time you know really encouraged the the growth and the personal growth for for each person to, depending on where they were in their walk and yeah. and it, you know it really hit home and you know i invited teammates and there were a lot of a lot of athletes who who went and you know it was just a really good time that is so cool to hear and if that young adult pastor had not reached out do you think was the faith side of things something you said hey i'm going to pursue this or could things have you know turned out differently as far as not being as serious about your faith uh if that had not occurred yeah i'd like to think that that god was in my heart the the entire time and i don't know at that point like where and when it um the turning point would be with developing a, a relationship with god but um I think I think back a lot uh, about it just because you know you you remember the the in, impactful times of your life and and the people who who helped you you know get through some things and yeah. and continue on your journey with you know in your walk with the Lord and yeah it was uh it's a pretty interesting time I'll just say that that's great, man. It's great to hear. Uh, so you're at Boise State. You had success in high school, and now you're kind of in the big leagues. Um, tell us about you know winning a Pac-10 championship twice, being an All-American, a standout. What was that like? What was the journey to get there? Was that later in your college years? Was it something you had to work at or kind of instant? Yeah, absolutely. Um, despite coming out of high school as a, a, a top recruit, a top prospect, mm-hmm. I think I, um, I think I respected the college level too much and, and didn't mm-hmm. trust. And, and I think having a relation, a relation, a better relationship with God from the, from the very beginning of my college career yep. probably would have 
help my athletic accomplishments just because I put a lot of things on a pedestal and, mm. and that, that weren't as important as, as my relationship with God. And, mm. and I think in turn, they were all affected. And, um, you know, a lot of my success was, was towards the end of my career. And, and that was, the, that was pretty much the same thing with my, my relationship with God. And, and mm. I think, uh, I had a, a pretty rough journey to get to that point in terms of just, you know, having, having setbacks or just not, not accomplishing goals that I wanted to, mm. and, um, but keeping things in perspective, like look back, like what I wanted a different way. Right. Yeah. I would have liked to have more, you know, better results, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I don't, I don't, um, you know, take anything away from the fact that I did grow in a personal relationship with, with God during my college career and helped yep. me set, set me up for my, my young adult years. Mm. Wow. Um, so those lessons, if you, I mean, you, you're working hard to get the success later on in your college years. Um, you know, I think that's a big metaphor for, a lot of people's financial journeys. You know, we hear stories of overnight millionaires, billionaires with the tech startups these days. But for the majority of people, um, you know, they work hard, they save in their 401k, and it's kind of that plodding track to try and achieve whatever it is they feel God has placed on their heart, whether it be financial independence or giving more. Um, and then they finally get there, and it's, it's what now? Have I been building my identity on things that are contrary to my faith? And so when I actually achieve what I, I had been striving for, I find a lack of fulfillment. What advice would you give to people who, you know, have reached kind of their pinnacle of financial independence about achieving that success in your wrestling career? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I think, I think it goes hand in hand in, in terms of your, and I know we were going to talk about stewardship and, and yeah. it's a big part of, um, you know, of my life and, and in terms of all the things that I've been blessed with. And I think it, the, the same thing, I, I, I guess I, I could have had a better perspective while I was in college and, and thinking about the things that I've, I've, I've had shortfalls in instead of a lot of things that I've been blessed with and what can I do with that? And, I think a lot of times you take it for granted living in a country like we do with plus with a lot of opportunities and, yeah. and different things that, that you don't have to struggle with that other, other places people have to struggle with. And yeah. um, I think your, your choices are, are really important at that point about what, what you're going to do. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think about, it, I could walk down the street and get hit by a drunk driver or whatever. And what is, what is, saving up all this money matter. What is, yeah. what is, you know, acquiring all these things matter, mm. you know? And so I think, you know, I know you wanted to touch on the stewardship yeah. side and I think it, you know, understanding that the things that really matter mm -hmm. and how it ends up affecting the things that you thought would matter yeah. in, a, in a more positive way that you wouldn't think yeah. um, is, is pretty interesting. I think, God, uh, you know, he, he has a, a purpose, a, a plan for you. And so, um, I think it's just a matter of, of trusting that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great wisdom to be able to share, to have the perspective. We always say that the best 
uh, timeline for perspective is eternity, right? The longer the timeline you have, the better decisions you can make. And so as you're striving for whatever you goal you have financially or otherwise, having the perspective of, you know, what actually matters, building our, our foundation on the solid rock of, of Christ as opposed to things that are, uh, are perishable in the end, right? Um, let's touch a little bit. So you become packed in champion and then increase the level again and you're, you're trying to make the Olympic team. Um, and you place fifth in the Olympic trials. Walk us through that journey and that, that period of your life. <laughs> I, I won't say it was kind of like you know, cyclical, but it's like what, the, the end of my college career, um, it didn't go the way I wanted to. I, you know, I, I wanted to win a national title my senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it didn't happen. And I think it's a reason why I continue, wanted to continue on and compete. I, I don't know, actually, I, I don't know if, you know, winning a national title, I would have said, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like mm -hmm. I want to move on with the rest of my life, but I don't know if it, you know, would have, I would have ended up in the journey that I, that I did. And it led me across the country to coach at Columbia university. And it was a, it was a chaotic period of my life too. Cause, um, just figuring out being a college coach at a young age was, was tough and yeah. going from a city of, I don't know, Boise is probably three or 400,000 by now. <laughs> and I mean, you multiply that by, by 20, yeah. you know, in, in New York city and <laughs> or, or more like 30, I think it's like 10 yeah. million there, but um, no, it was a, it was a tough transition and, and it took me a little bit and same thing. It's just, you go to a new place and trying to get plugged in with a, a new group. And, yeah. and luckily I got, I got plugged in at, at Hillsong, um, New York city. And, oh, no kidding. And, and the first small group that I ended up in, in New York city, uh, it was hosted by a couple who very invested in, in Hillsong and, and growing that community there. And, they uh, they ended up being in my wife and and my wedding, wow. our, our wedding um, our wedding party, and uh, still play a tremendous role in our in our lives as mentors and friends. But it didn't come with without its struggles. I mean, it's just um, it's a busy area. It's tough to live in. Um, yep. Yes, there you know you you can see both again. You can see both sides. There's so many opportunities there and just cool things to do and see and. And whatnot, but again, like I said, being fresh out of college, struggling with um, you know living in a in a big area like that, coming from a, a small place, and then on top of that, you know, still competing too. Right. Uh, it was tough, and it it it, it grew. Um, you know that kind of kind of the intensity and the stress when I started my master's too. So I was coaching, mm -hmm. yeah. competing and getting a master's at the same time. And it was, and it was actually crazy when you think about it, especially at an Ivy league school. But, um, yeah. you know, my mom said that my dad kind of thrives amongst chaos. <laughs> and I was like, man, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder where I get that from. Down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, again, it just, it kind of shaped me, uh, and just how I'm going to have to balance. I never thought, you know, you always get to a certain point. You never think you're going to be more busy or more crazy in your life 
Yes. And then you get married and then you have a family and that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and so just anticipating that you're going to have your ups and downs, you're going to have your, your, your struggles, your, your high points, but what's the, what's the balance? What's the, uh, the, the common factor throughout that, that provides you your happiness. Yeah. You know, it's your relationship with God and, and understanding that ha- your peace is not found in, in anything other than, than him. Yeah. What were finances like then? Because I understand that, you know, competing professionally in wrestling in the beginning is not, can, can always be not very lucrative, right? So what was that like? What lessons did you learn about financial management during that time? That's just, it's crazy. It was, it was really tough just, you know, having a budget and I was really fortunate to get a lot of help from, um, Columbia has two big alums who I, you know, I, I attribute a lot of my success at Columbia getting into the coaching world, um, from Dave Barry and Andrew Barth, who both, uh, play a huge role in the wrestling community, not just mm-hmm. at Columbia. Um, and really grateful for the opportunities that I had and how much they took care of their coaches and, you know, the community. Yeah, man, we see mentorship coming up again in your life. And, and that's so important. Um, man, I've got, I've got a thousand questions I could ask you, but I want to make sure we respect your time. Let's fast forward to today. You're now the associate head coach at NC State University. You've been a steward of, of the gifts that you've been given through your talents that God's given you and the hard work. I think there's always a, a two-edged coin, right? We have to we're given these talents, but also we, we have the responsibility to make the most of it. We see that in the parable of the talents where, you know, God, God gives money to people and he commends the ones who have put it out for interest to earn more and then scolds the ones who don't. And, and that can sometimes be a kind of a, a scary verse for me because I want to make sure that I'm, you know, being a good steward. And, um, you know, now we've seen you become really a great wrestler and great academically. You had honors in college and then going to Columbia university is no easy feat in succeeding there. How did that mindset shift now that you are a coach and now that you are coaching other top athletes to make the most of their, um, their gifts that they've been given? Yeah, I think it's a kind of about, as big of a shift you can make as possible. You go from being a pretty selfish person, right? Like being an athlete, a high level athlete, an elite level athlete to and an individual sport. Yes. To I'm putting everything I have into someone else now. Yeah. And you have to, again, have peace with that. You have to have um, understanding that, that, you're helping somebody else on their journey, just like people have helped you. And it's, it's definitely humbling because it mm-hmm. takes some time to transition. And, and that's why I, I won't sit here and say like, that's why people, some people don't get into coaching because right. it's so hard to turn from being um, selfish to selfless. Yeah. And it's really humbling. Mm-hmm. But for those people that, that do make the transition, it's, it's really rewarding. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you, uh, most of the time I try to teach, and help steward people in the right direction. You know, don't make these mistakes that I did. Mm. You know, I had a lot of accomplishments, but I still can 
can teach about a lot of the downfalls because yeah. as growing up and I still do, I try to learn from people's mistakes so I don't make it myself. Like, okay, you know, I, mm. I, I understand I need to go down this, this certain path because I don't want to go down that path or yeah. I don't want to have to experience that. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I think being a coach is, you know, like a teacher, you're, you're trying to, you still try to balance your life and, and, but you have so many people looking up to you and, and, you know, it's such an impressionable age you work with. And, and it's so important because the next step for a lot of these individuals is, is the real world. And it's, yeah. it's not a, it sometimes isn't a friendly, friendly place. Sure. You know, it's hard, a lot of hard lessons. And so, you know, what I like is that we have a lot of discipline within our program. We, mm. we accountability and communication is a, a big thing. We're not right. afraid to, to hold guys accountable. And, and at the end of the day, I think it, it's really preparing them for the, the next steps in their, their careers in life. Yeah, man, some great analogies there with, with money as well. I mean, we're given our finances as a blessing to, to enjoy and to use as a tool, but also to bless others. And exactly what's happening with uh, your wrestling career, going from the elite pinnacles of really not in a bad way, but focusing on yourself and making sure that you are uh, doing the right things to be as uh, effective and successful as possible. And then now you get to turn and share those lessons with some other up and coming really stud athletes who are, who are at the top of their their game in the NCAA. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rapid fire a few questions at you now, as we start to close our time together. So let's jump into it. what does it mean to steward what God has given you based on your life experiences and and where you've come from and where you are now. Yeah, I think you it, it means to to pay it forward in in a way that you see you're gonna you're gonna influence somebody's life in a positive way like. Um, sponsoring a, a child overseas or, um, you know, sponsoring missionaries on their, on their journeys, wherever they're mm. going. Um, and these are just a few of the things that my wife and I choose to do. And mm. we, it means a lot to us. And, and I think that it's, it's not our money. Right. And so, you know, I, I think we were blessed with things and it's, it's our, it's our choice to, to pay it forward in, in ways that we see that benefits the, the kingdom of God. Man, I love that. That's, that's really great, Adam. And, uh, you know, how let's, let's bring kind of prayer into that. How do you see prayer as kind of part of your life and your finances, but also in what you do as a, as a coach? Uh, it's about most importance. Praying over everything, I think helps steer you towards the, the, the right decision. And, and I think it's a way to connect with, with God and your, or your, your biggest decisions and what you're trying to, trying to accomplish. And I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a great way for you to, to connect more deeply in your, in your relationship with God, because you're, you're, you're laying it out there that you, you want to trust in him to, to help you make decisions on your, your finances. Yeah, seeing from where you came in, in a small town in Idaho to the big city in New York, now you're at a top program coaching. Um, what advice would you give to someone? Financial advice would you give to someone uh, in your distinguished, albeit early career? Because you've got you know a lot of big prospects ahead with with state. 
Yeah, I think I think nobody ever says I wish I wouldn't have get you know given money to a cause or yeah. help somebody in need. I don't I don't think anybody will you know truly say I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, so when you when you think about it in terms of uh, budgeting and and thinking about what you want to do with your the things you've been blessed with, it's really important to just sit down and see like reasonably what can I what can I have to live to to save for for the future and also to be a good steward of my money. Yeah. Because again, at the end of the day, you know, I could die tomorrow, and I'd like to think that I've I've helped you know, bless some other people with, with opportunities to, like I said, some, like, for instance, some, some missionaries and their opportunity to go overseas and, and yeah. pay it forward themselves. Mm. Man, fantastic. Last question for you, Adam, what are some things, and I, I think we'll, we'll start wrapping our episodes with this. I think it's such a good button. What's just something God's been teaching you in your life or the season of life uh, right now? That's a great question. Um, in our Bible study yesterday, we went through Genesis 12 with, with, uh, Abram just following the path that God wanted him to follow and then not trusting in that path at a certain point. Mm. And with everything going on, it just highlights the fact that our society, you know, just in general needs to, to understand that things can change so drastically and what's going to remain constant. Yeah. You know, and I think it put, it puts things in perspective for, for people because things can change so drastically so quickly and, and impact people's lives financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically. So, so again, what, what are you putting your faith into? What are you putting right. in your, like, where's your peace come from? Yeah, no doubt. You know. Timely with, coronavirus and everything that's going on right now man adam that's all all the time we have but fantastic perspectives and we really appreciate having you on and and we'll be wishing you the best of luck and i guess maybe this next season we'll see what happens with with everything that's going on right now yeah i really appreciate you having me on and, and you're absolutely right i mean we don't know what what's going to happen you know in terms of sports in terms of business and so it just, it stresses, you know, a lot of people out and, and it emphasizes the fact that having a relationship with God is, is again, the, the gives you peace and in, in knowing that it's okay to not know. Yeah. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Hall. The content provided is for general information, educational purposes only, and should not be considered a recommendation of any particular strategy, investment product, or investing advice of any kind. Content is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal or tax advice and or legal opinion. Please consult a financial professional for your specific situation. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the entire principal. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views and opinions expressed here are of the author and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Spire Wealth Management, LLC, and its affiliates. Investment advisory services offered through Spire Wealth Management, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Securities offered through an affiliate, Spire Securities, LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and member of FINRA, and SIPC.